Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Opening a Tea podcast. This one is for the Shriners Hospital for Children's Open out in Las Vegas. As we're going to recap also in this Opening Tea podcast, a little bit of last week's action, including one of the most thrilling finishes we've had in at least a little bit of time, maybe not that while, but I enjoyed watching it at the Scottish Open. Uh, and of course, a little bit of Sergio Garcia's, how about that? I'm not really used to saying that, breakthrough at the Sanderson Farms. It's been a real struggle for him since the Masters, and he was able to get it done. But how he got it done, let's go ahead and jump right in to the foursome of facts uh, from last week, and that's how I start off this podcast. Then if this is your first time joining, what I do is I go into some statistical review, which is age-old statistics like talk about greens in regulation, driving accuracy, driving distance, putts per green in regulation, that stuff, and we match it up against its counterpart in strokes gained. So let's go ahead and jump right in. We're going to start off with Sergio Garcia, as I was talking about. He putted with his eyes closed all week. Incredible. I mean, uh, I don't think I'm going to go out and try it or by any stretch, but I guess he figured, and he did say this as this much at least, uh, that he was putting so bad that it couldn't get any worse. So he went ahead and tried it, and you know what? It certainly worked out for him, especially at least one week. But his ball striking, let's, let's not put that fact, put that aside, I should say. It was fantastic yet again. Okay, let's move on to our second one, and I kind of mentioned this right off the top a little bit, a thrilling finish out of the Scottish Open, and I I like watching the Scottish Open, I've said that a couple of times, Um, and it was Aaron Rye, I thought for sure, I turned it on as Tommy Fleetwood had just made birdie on 11, he had stuck it real close on the par 3 and then missed the putt, turned it on then, watched some great golf, watched Tommy Fleetwood come all the way down to the last hole, nail about a 15-foot slider down the hill to get into the playoff then he blistered one in the middle of the fairway with a three wood as Aaron Rye his counterpart was in the bunker and in trouble I thought oh well this has got to be it this is this is it Tommy Fleetwood's gonna walk away here but no Fleetwood shot ended up being way short Aaron Rye ended up making par from where he was and Tommy Fleetwood ended up making bogey as he missed a little five-footer to extend. And Aaron Rye just playing smart and getting it done. Showing that in-form really pays a benefit, especially on these Lynx courses. Came in second at the Irish Dubai, uh, Dubai Duty Free Open the week before. So Aaron Rye certainly getting it done. And on the European Tour, that has definitely been a prominent feature as of late with guys getting it done multiple times in a row. So... 
Um, with that being said, let's go ahead and move on to my next one here. <clears throat> uh, the, the third one is going to be alone, I guess, Tommy Fleetwood. And that's a really another good weekend. He cannot put together Thursday and Fridays. But, man, when he gets to the weekend, he's dangerous on the European Tour. Maybe not so much on the uh, PGA Tour. He has been struggling. It's kind of the opposite on the PGA Tour. But uh, for him, certainly uh, it works out well, I shouldn't say it works out because he doesn't have a win yet, but it's certainly working out a little bit better. Last one I'm going to talk about is the chalk hitting yet again, Cam Davis. Okay, so this is the second week in a row. Will Gordon, he was projected maybe around 16 to 20% at the Corrales, ended up in the single entry $200 over 40%. Cam Davis this week, same type of projection. He was close to 40%, came in at like 39 in that $200, but this week, however... It hit. He came uh, in sixth, plus he had a bunch of birdies, a couple of eagles, a bunch of streaks out there, just a lot of good things happening. And the crazy thing is, is if you had him and five of the guys that made the cut, pick pretty much any five guys you want, especially if you filled up most of the salary gap, and you were in the top 50 in that big $200 single entry that I just mentioned. So interesting, very imperative to get six of six this weekend with the amount of birdies out there to be had. Um, so, interesting note there. <clears throat> okay, let's go ahead and go into the statistical review. And, of course, if you're looking for these statistics, you want to actually play around with them, research them. I give pretty much all of them away each week in my model as part of the Osmo Plus subscription. Just $8.95 for the week, $29.99 for the month, taking you right up to Masters coverage. Pretty awesome that we're going to get a Masters in November. It is looking Different, but still beautiful, of course, and I can't wait to see Augusta being played as back-to-back majors. Pretty cool. All right, let's go into strokes gained off the tee. That's how we're going to start this statistical review. Sergio Garcia, no surprise. He led Christopher Ventura. He was in second. Charlie Hoffman. Charlie Hoffman. Charlie Hoffman, third, interestingly enough. Corey Connors, fourth. Adam Shank, fifth. Henrik Norlander, sixth. Sung J.M., seventh. Scott Stallings, 8th, Keegan Bradley, ninth, and Cam Davis rounds out the top 10 there. But biggest surprise to me with Charlie Hoffman, and let's stick on him as Charlie Hoffman led the field in driving distance this week. What? Is this the same Charlie Hoffman we know about? I believe it is. Christopher Ventura was 2, Tyler McCumber, 3, Will Gordon, 4, MJ Defoe, 5, Keegan Bradley, Cam Davis, Scotty Scheffler, Sergio Garcia, Stuart Sink, and Grayson Murray round out the top 10 or so. We've got, I would actually say, maybe a little bit more with Keegan Bradley, Sung J.M., Christopher Ventura, Sergio Garcia, all up there. So uh, I would say maybe a 60 or 70% crossover. Pretty uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, we go to driving accuracy. Not as much this week. Corey Connors was number one. Uh, he was showing up there. Brant Snedeker was two. He wasn't up there. Neither was Armour. Keegan Bradley was, as was Henrik Norlander. But Brian Harmon, Ches Reeves, Zach Johnson weren't. Sung J.M. was... So maybe about a 40% crossover, about four of the top ten, whereas in the driving distance-wise, it's like six or seven of the top ten there, so interesting enough. Okay, let's move on over to the approaches. Let's see if we can find any consistencies there between greens and regulation. MJ Defoe, so great ball striking week for that Monday qualifier. Camillo Vijegas, number two. Sergio Garcia, number three. Tyler McCumber's ball striking looks to be in very good form. He was number four. Stuart Sink, five. Scott Sollings, DJ Trahan, Zach Johnson. Peter Melnati, Wes Bryan, J.T. Poston, Jimmy Walker, Aaron Wise, and Tom Hoagie. Round out the shooks again on the approach. Now let's go to greens and regulation. Sergio Garcia. Of course, he was one for one. Zach Johnson, two for two. 
Martin Laird, nope, two for three. MJ Defoe, three for four. Stuart Sink, four for five. Wow, a lot of crossover here this week. Nothing on Neesmith, Poston, but back again on Brian Vijegas. So a lot of crossover here. And Munoz and Hoffman with Griot round out the top ten in terms of greens in regulation uh, for the week. So a lot of crossover there again, which is not something we typically see. We typically see the most crossover coming from the strokes gained putting, which Maverick McNeely was on fire this week. Peter Melnati also had a heck of a Sunday. Used primarily his putter to get it done. Came in second place. Also second in strokes game putting for the week. Kevin Chappell third. Chase Seifert four. JT Poston five. Henrik Norlander. CT Pan. Charlie Hoffman. Roy Sabatini. Ryan Armour. And Brant Snedeker. All inside the top ten or so. Plus for green and regulation is going to be next. Brant Snedeker was one. Peter Malnati was two. Henrik Norlander three. Wow. Total crossover, 17-4, Chapel 5, Ryan Armour 6, Cam Davis, Danny McCarthy, Maverick McNeely, and Sergio Garcia round out the top 10. So everybody but Sergio Garcia ranked in both the top 10 in putts per green in regulation and strokes gained putting. So as expected, some big crossover. So I'd say, based on most weeks, the age-old statistics gave us a pretty good indication of what the strokes gained were this week, and that is typically not the case. Or I shouldn't say it is not always the case. But here this week, I guess it certainly was. Okay, let's go into our fun little segment here, the cut sweat segment, where I give you some of the crazy cut maids and missed cuts segment. It's a lot of fun, but it can be exasperating, especially if you had guys miss like I did right on the number. On the maid side, though, I did have some jam in a lot of my lineups. Not that it helped me because I think I made, you know, I made myself, I made maybe 20 lineups, and I think maybe only four of them cashed, and... Well, maybe Sun Jam was in all of them, so I guess maybe it did help out. I shouldn't say that. Um, he needed an 18-footer on the 18th hole. I'm sorry. He needed birdie on 18, and he made it. It was a two-footer. Hit a great iron shot. He made the cut. Doug Gim. He had to get up and down from the right rough and did so. How about Wes Bryan? He needed to make a 16-footer. Got it. Zach Johnson. He needed to two-putt from 50 feet and did so. How about Rob Rafa Cabrera-Bella? Need to play the last three holes at two under or better and did so. And Patton Kazire is going to be our last one in the made cut sweat segment. Hit a 17 footer to make the cut and did so. Didn't go that way though for Fabio Gomez. He needed a par on nine. He made bogey. Aaron Badley, he needed a three on 18. He missed a 17 footer to do so. Garnett, Bryce Garnett, he needed a 12 footer. Couldn't do it. Luke List, he needed a par on 18, including an eight footer for par. No surprise to see him miss it. Kyle Stanley, he shot four under, one short on his day two round. He needed five under. J.J. Spawn, he missed a seven-footer to miss the cut. Hagee, Brendan Hagee, he missed a 13-footer. And Nick Watney missed a 20-footer. So it looks like, geez, for, for all intents, it looks like Wes Bryan and Pat Gazzara are the only ones to make it. A bunch of guys missing that putt on uh, their 18th and final hole of the second round. Just how it happens. It's kind of funny how it happens that way. Um, but nonetheless, that's where we are. <clears throat> okay, let's uh, just talk about a couple of guys that specifically missed the cut due to their putting. Maybe you want to think about them this week. Maybe not. Young Hanan. Shoof. Shot four over for the two days and lost six strokes putting. Brandon Grace, he lost five and a half strokes putting. Shot plus three. Lucas Glover, this one's real bad. He lost five strokes putting and shot plus one. Pat Perez, oof. It was even worse. Maybe shot, 
Lost 4.4 strokes putting in two days and shot even par. Kevin Tway, he shot minus one and lost four strokes. Jim Herman, Henrik Stenson, and Mark Anderson, they all shot even par and lost over three and a half strokes putting. Nick Watney, he lost 2.6 and shot minus two. Oof, brutal. And Pat Rogers winds out this little section, shooting minus one for the two days and lost 2.6 strokes putting over the two of them. So an interesting way to miss the cut, certainly for those last few golfers having made just a couple of putts or matching the field with their putter. Just if they match the field with their putter, they all would have earned a paycheck. So let's turn the page now and head into some Shriners Hospital for Children's Open talk. As we learn, as the DraftKings nicely put out their contest tonight so I could talk about it, the $10 coming back out for hundred k to first, 400000 guaranteed. The $200 coming out, twenty-five k to first, $200,000 guaranteed. The $888, that's three hundred k guaranteed, hundred k to first. They've also got a $5 contest out there for fifty k to first as well this week. So I'm going to call this the new fall offering where we get two hundred k to first. Um, they use this $10 buy-in now instead of the $20 for whatever the reason. It's, you know, whatever DraftKings wants to do, of course. Um, but that's what we got. So let's learn a little bit about TPC Summerlin. And if you're like me and have played golf video games for quite some time, then you're going to be pretty familiar with this par 71, 7,300 yards. Plays relatively easy and typically has some of the best scores here. Now, granted, over the last couple of years, Patrick Cantlay, he actually won the golf tournament at minus nine, which that week there was a ton of wind. Wind really plagued the golf tournament. But other than that, the score has been much, much better. So uh, with that being said, uh, we're likely or typically going to get somewhere about one and a half strokes under par, which would put it in the top 15 easiest on the PGA Tour. In fact, 2019, uh, it ranked 38th out of 49, so quite easy. The whole dispersion, we're going to get four par threes, three par fives, 11 par fours. The par threes going to measure 200, 240, 170, and 200. The 11 par fours, we do have one drivable one or semi-drivable one. Then we get a 406, 469, 492, 450, 430, 382, 420, 448, 442, and 444. The three par fives, two of them very reachable, 563, 606, and 560. And in terms of scoring, how that breaks out, the back nine is it's certainly easier than the front nine. The back nine accounted for um, o- almost 60% of the DraftKings points uh, last year. One of the reasons to that is because it has uh, it has the backside has a par five followed by a relatively short par four followed by another par five. I believe it's 14, 15, and 16 if I'm not mistaken. Uh, coming off the top of my head, let's see. Let's confirm this here. Yep, it is. Uh, so the par three is one of the harder uh, harder holes on the course. But then we've got the par four um, on that backside, 341 yards, followed by the 560 yard par five. So you've got the 606 par five, the 341 par four, and the 560 par five all within three or four holes of each other there on that backside, so making it much easier. On the front side, you're going to find par five, ninth hole is really your easiest hole on that side. Um, but you're pretty much just trying to stay alive, maybe make a birdie on the first hole, maybe make a birdie on the uh, 
the seventh and the ninth hole, but you're really just trying to stay alive and do most of your scoring there on that backside. Okay, let's learn who's going to be doing the scoring this week. But actually, before we do, let's build a little bit more of a profile here. Uh, finish up our course talk, the green and grass types. We've got bent grass greens with Bermuda grass fairways and rough. They're going to be about two inches long. The green size, above average at 7,400 square feet per green. That is on the bigger side. Four water hazards that come into play, even though it is in the desert of Vegas. 92 bunkers. That is a lot. Um, No surprise there. As I mentioned, rough length, two inches. Designer, Bobby Weed, back in the early 90s. Okay, now we're going to learn about off the tee, the wider-than-average fairways here in Vegas. Uh, proved to be relatively easier to hit, ranking 18th easiest on the tour last year, coming in just shy at 64%. But when you look into a little bit more, you also find that the it also boasted the second-longest driving distance on the PGA Tour last year, coming in some, somewhere around like 312 yards per drive. So... Not only, of course, is it 64% of the fairway, but they're bombing the ball out there. So that is going to give us a much higher than average uh, greens and regulation. Coming in at 74% last year, ranking 6th easiest on tour. If you did miss the green, which, you know, around 26% of the time based off of that number, uh, you're only going to get up and down about 53% of the time. So that's where this golf course gets its strength from is around the green, but that's really primarily because the green themselves are rather difficult. Once you're on the green, putts per green in regulation, in terms, actually was seventh hardest on the PGA Tour uh, in 2019. So certainly have some trickiness to them. All right, now let's learn about the field. As I have uh, set this tone a little bit, let's learn about the field. We've, of course, got winners of any majors over the last five years. Now we've got the tournament winners for the last two seasons. Then, finally, we get some interesting golfers here, some career money uh, exemptions playing this week. KJ Choi, Luke Donald, Hunter Mahan, and Bo Van Pelt. Playing out of the Corn Ferry Tour Finals category, uh, Chesson Hadley and Christopher Ventura. They actually have to get a sponsor's exemption into this, but they're unlimited because they're still playing out of a, a category in which they were earn exemptions. But those two getting a sponsor... Other ones that are getting sponsor exemption that we saw this past week and both make the cut, Martin Laird and Kyle Stanley. The unrestricted sponsors exemption this week. We're going to start with the two, uh, or we'll say three that we know. First, Will Zalatoris. Finally missing a cut. The streak of insane amount, 11 straight starts with a top 20 or better, finally came to an end in Mississippi. He'll... Now head out to Vegas where he has been expected to play. Uh, He knew he was getting a sponsor exemption. Still looking for a T6 or better to get himself on the PGA Tour, but he will have a couple of more starts. The alternate fields event that will be coming up there in the regular part of the season after January 1st. He'll get a couple there, um, and he only needs, uh, you know, if he gets makes the cut in one and top 10s in the other, he'll get his status on the PGA Tour. So really not a problem for Zalatoris uh, getting actual a status on the PGA Tour. It's a matter of when, not if. A couple of the other ones. Justin Sue, who we saw play fairly well uh, down in the Dominican. Had a really good shot at a top 10, but couldn't get it done over the weekend or at least on Sunday. But he'll have another chance here this week out in Vegas with a bunch of his buddies there. Colin Morikawa and Matt Wolf also in the field. Another one, a money qualifier last week. MJ Defoe. he almost came in the top 10 uh, this past week, 
almost making it so he didn't need uh, to go ahead and get that sponsor exemption. But nonetheless, he did. Uh, so um, that's where we're at. Last guy is Parker Cootie. Cody? Cootie? Uh, who knows? I'm, as you guys know, if I don't hear the guy's name before, it's hard for me sometimes to figure out exactly how to pronounce these guys' last name. But here's what I can tell you. This kid's a, uh, a, a maybe a sophomore in Texas. is ranked 70th in the world amateur rankings. I can't imagine that that's, you know, that, that's not really all that good. We've seen, you know, some of these better players come out and be number one ranked. So maybe not anything too exciting about him coming out and playing this week. Uh, but still, thought I'd mention about who he is. Goes to Texas, like I said. The last one getting a sponsor exemption because he is the past champion of the event, Smiley Kaufman. Good for him. He is going to get a start here this week. Maybe earn himself a paycheck other than from Natty Ice. Last one, a couple of more. We're going to have Bill Gordon. He is now uh, playing again in this week's field under the Doc Redmond category, playing in every event that he can get in. Because he won't get in them all unless he, of course, plays good this year and then gets himself into a full member as Doc Redmond did. Then he can pretty much play anywhere. Uh, then last one, Major Medical. So we still got some guys playing off of this category. They don't have a ton of starts left. Charles Schwartzel being one of them. Kevin Chapel, Kevin Stadler. So I should have said a pair of Kevins. We got Graham Dillette. William McGirt, James Hahn, Sean O'Hare, Jamie Lovemark, Camilio Vijegas again, John Ha, Greg Chalmers, and DA points this week. So that is actually going to do it for the people that you would want to know in the field. It is a rather strong field, though, as uh, before I give my salary picks or salary guesses, I should say. I'm going to have 12 of the top 30 in the world here. Also, Francesco Molinari, the only golfer that hasn't played since, like, February, for goodness sakes. He's going to be making his first start in almost eight months on the PGA Tour here this week in Vegas, getting back into the swing of things after moving to California during uh, the COVID uh, problems. So I'm sure it's taken a while for him to get settled in. But here he is, all settled in, coming out to Vegas not too far, probably, Actually, I don't know where in California he's living, but I know that California and Vegas, depending on where you are, is definitely not very far. So, Francesco Molinari in the field this week. Highlighted, of course, though, by Bryson DeChambeau, Colin Morikawa, and Webb Simpson. So, it's a good segue into my salary guesses this week. I'm going to go Bryson DeChambeau. I believe he's going to come in at 11800 Maybe even push that 12000 mark. He obviously is the best player in the field. And when you see driving distance... Second on the PGA Tour last year, strokes gained off the tee being so important this week. In terms of statistics, over the last five winners, two of them have come in first in strokes gained off the tee, and all five of them, except for Kevin Na, came in the top ten of the category, so shows you just how important off the tee is this week. Certainly Bryson is the best at that right now, so I suspect him to be something like five or six to one to win this golf tournament this week. As crazy as that sounds, that should push his salary somewhere close to 12000 I got Patrick Cantlay. I got him coming in above Colin Morikawa because of the course history here. One, two, two in his last three. So that's going to be hard for DraftKings to look over. I can promise you that. Um, no doubt about it. So got uh, Colin Morikawa. I'm sorry. Patrick Cantlay coming in 11-1. Then Colin Morikawa at 10-9. Webb Simpson at 10-6. Hideki Matsuyama in the field. I got him coming in at 10-2, followed by Matthew Wolf. Got him coming in all the way at 9.8K. His form is too good. I don't think DraftKings is going to give us a break there anymore. And they're certainly not going to give us a break with Tony Finau either. 9.7K. So that was, what, seven golfers I gave. Bryson at 11.8. Cantlay at 11.1. Colin Morikawa at 
Webb Simpson, 10-6. Hideki Matsuyama, 10-2. Matthew Wolf, 9-8. And Tony Finau, 9.7K. So it's a really fun week. Um, I like the golf course quite a bit. The field is super strong. Definitely the strongest field we've ever had at the Shriners. It'll kick off two weeks here in Las Vegas for the PGA Tour. It's next week, the PGA Tour plays the CJ Cup, which is a no-cut event, roughly 78 golfers in the field. It's going to be played at Shadow Creek in Las Vegas instead of out in uh, Jeju Island. Uh, so we should have a really good field there. Most of the top players in the world, John Rahm, I know, will be there uh, next week. I'm sure Bryson will be there, and most of the people playing here this week, I'm sure, will go ahead and just make the trip down to Shadow Creek next week. So, And then we head out to Sherwood, California, Sherwood Country Club, Tiger Woods. The next time he will play, that is the Zozo Championship playing. Uh, so uh, some interesting spot there. Then after that, so we've got that. Uh, this will take us in the last week of October at the RSM Classic, then the Houston Open. And then just five short weeks away is the Masters at Augusta National Golf Club. Cannot wait for that. So still plenty of great golf to be played before then and a lot of money, of course, to be won. And we will do our best here at Osmo.com to give you the very best information so you can make the most optimal, I can't say best again, the most optimal PGA DFS lineup week in and week out. So until next time, everybody, thank you for joining the Opening Tee Podcast. And, of course, come back for the Fit in the Forum Podcast, second portion of the Osmo Golf Weekly Podcast Series. And, of course, the Against the Grain Podcast on Wednesday mornings talking about ownership for the upcoming slate. So until next time, everybody, thank you for coming by, and we'll see you on the other side. Cheers. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.